Hey everyone, this is Austin Schur here with We Write About Music, and today I'm speaking with Nicholas Hasty, who is much better known as Soul Glitch. He has just released a fantastic new track. It is called Need to Stay, and I'm super excited to talk to him all about it. Thank you so much for being here. How are you doing today? What's going on? Uh, I'm great, Austin. I'm. Uh, thank you so much for having me um, on this on this interview. Um, yeah, I'm just. Uh, it's still still kind of in the morning here in California, so I'm just. Yep. My days my days just getting started, and uh, yeah, I'm just setting up just set up my my equipment after a gig this weekend, and uh, beautiful. Yeah. Um, where, where in California are you? I knew that you were in California, but where yeah, I'm in the, the San Francisco Bay area, kind of in the East nice. Bay. Nice. Okay. What's going yeah. on up there? What's happening? Um, it's been, it's been pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Down here in LA, it is blazing hot. It's super oh, geez. Yeah, I'm sure it's really hot be, up. <laughs> just to be living as a human. It's really difficult. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah, yeah. it's great crazy times <laughs> nice i'm headed up there in a couple of weeks actually for outside lands festival so oh i love looking, outside lands yeah. i've been there i've been there a handful of times i yeah. love it looking and one day you will play it because your music is perfect for it oh let's <laughs> hope so that, that would be great <laughs> um yeah <laughs> you've got this new song out and like i mentioned before we start recording it's awesome it's really got so many different elements and styles going on but it's very much you like, you know, I've reviewed your music over the years and it, it, it feels like an evolution of what you've made so far, which is, I think the goal for any artist. Um, oh, cool. One, Thank you yeah, so much. I you're welcome. That. But what I really want to kick this off with is like, what is it about and what inspired it? How did it get started? So, uh, need to stay is, I guess it, it, it kind of comes from this feeling of, right now different injustices um seeing just just kind of looking out at things that maybe not might not be um me personally but seeing kind of the struggle that is going on as you know in our society in our entire world um kind of looking at that and wanting to avoid this <laughs> the i guess wanting to avoid the the kind of, you know, we, we want to avoid, we want to avoid these things. And yeah. so need to stay is kind of, I guess my way of expressing that I see all this stuff happening, but I, I still feel compelled to stay and sure. compelled to stand up for what's right. What is, you know, you know, what, what is, how can I contribute to, you know, society in a positive way rather than just kind of checking out and, you know, doing all the things that we that we do to pretend that the problems aren't there i respect it 100 percent. it feels like the world that we're living in is just getting even crazier than it was um and i do feel that overwhelming feeling of like what's the point anymore but this music kind of gives you hope and like they're optimistic lyrics and obviously you've thought into it enough to create a song about you know the problems and stuff like that yeah which is yeah it's it's open and honest and vulnerable which is all you can hope for music truly um I, another thing that i'm loving about this is like obviously you're you're a solo artist but there's so much happening in the song you'd think that there's a 10 piece band playing behind you <laughs> which is i mean that's impressive in its own right i kind of want to get into like 
how are you making this music? Like you give an idea right behind you, but like, how does it look in the studio or just, yeah, just generally making your music? Yeah, so I mean, I, I produce everything on Ableton, you know, with Ableton Live. And uh, it always starts out with a very simple idea, just maybe a few chord changes or some loops yeah. and some simple beats. And um, once I get a structure for the song that I like and kind of like the right sections of the song, then I'll then I'll kind of go ahead and uh, like start with the lyrics. I mean, sometimes I'll just think of lyrics and then I have to quickly find some chord changes. But I, I do my best to get the lyrics pretty much written as quick as you know as quick as possible and as solid as I can. And then I go then I kind of dive deeper into production. Yeah. Um. And I, and I usually you know, so, and I don't know, every song is a little bit different, but in this case, in this song, the horns really got added like pretty much after a lot of the production was done. Really? Um, so like the original, you know, the original version, I just kind of had, I mean, I really just had kind of empty space in between like the first chorus and the second verse. And I was thinking about maybe just looping and glitching out my voice or something. Sure. Um, but then I'm like, well, I have to do something. There needs to be like a bridge. And then I, you know, I wrote, I wrote kind of like a, a horn part for that. Um, and then when I did the kind of like the final recording of everything, I decided to lay on, um, some trumpet and baritone sax in addition sure. to the, the tenor sax that, that I recorded on it and tried to make it as kind of big and horn section right. sounding as possible. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I've listened to the song probably five times already, but I can't imagine it without horns. Like it feels yeah. like such a paramount. No, truly though, it feels like it's such a like a distinctive thing that flows through this song that makes it sound different, but also makes it pop at the same time. Like, don't get me wrong, it would still be good without it, but the horns just bring it to another level. Um, yeah, good idea for adding them back. In. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I mean, it would it would be crazy not to include. I mean, I'm I've I've been a horn player for you know probably three quarters of my life at this point. That's sure. one of the, one of the first things I really, you know, that really got me into music. So um, it'd feel crazy not to do horns on it. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, yeah, if you've got the skill, do it. And it's easier than just like plugging in a patch and being like, well, you know, I can find something to put in here that's horns. But the fact that you did, it just makes it more special and you can feel that. Um, it actually brings me to my next point because you know, listening to your music, it's not just one thing. You really, you really pull from so many styles and genres, and there's a little bit of everything for everyone. I want to know, how are you explaining your music to people when people ask you, like, hey, you make music, what is it? Yeah, because that's... Because it's so much. It's, it's always, it's, it's the biggest struggle, to be yeah. totally honest. It's almost a blessing and a curse at the same time, because it, yeah. it is unique. It's a fusion of different things. I mean, the easiest way to describe my music is to say it's electro pop, um, but that yes. doesn't. But it's but it still feels so More big than because that. It is. yeah, it's. I would almost say that my writing style is kind of I I write lyrics and songs in the way that I feel a lot of pop artists will write music, okay. kind of. Um, so the the lyrics themselves. But then when it comes to the production and the performance, it's it's much more of a fusion of yeah. um, kind of electronic and live, um, you know, live looping and glitching. And that and that's what, you know, that when it comes to my live performance, I do, you know, 
it, it's the, the arrangement of the songs are quite a bit different because I like to do a lot of live manipulation and looping and sure. glitching and kind of remixing of the, of the performance live. That makes sense. I mean, the, the greatest thing about your music is you could get away with no lyrics. Like you could just make these instrumentals and they would go off just as fine. But the fact that you have added lyrics into it and you've added more of yourself into it, it's just, it's more complex, I guess. And it gives you more to focus on. Like it has more of a replayability about it. The fact that it was like, okay, yeah, like the song itself was great, but now I want to know what he's talking about. Gives you a chance to go back and kind of experience a little bit more, which is really nice. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to save this for a little bit later, but you started talking about your live shows. So let's talk about that a little bit. First okay. off, um, do you have anything coming up that you want to talk um, about? Because, yeah, I always want to play. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't have anything. Uh, there's one show that's coming in September. I want to say September 22nd, kind of oh. like the third Friday in September. I'm not sure where it is. It's probably going to be in the East Bay. Okay. I'm going to play with another couple bands that I know in the in the Bay Area. Um, so, you know, if anyone wants to, you know, follow me, I'll, I'll definitely be announcing yeah. stuff for that. Yeah. Very cool. And I'm sure, and I'm sure I ha I'll, I'll have a lot of other stuff coming. You know, I'm talking, I'm, I've been networking with totally the, um, a lot of um, musicians in the Bay Area. And so there's a lot of, I'm in communication with a lot of people and we're trying to put Put shows together so nice i mean yeah i your music is just built for a live setting i can imagine and i i hope to be able to see it one day um, awesome yeah but is it all originals do you throw any covers in there i feel like you've got endless opportunities knowing that you play so much yeah i do i i have um released a number of covers and i actually right after releasing need to stay um actually just this last friday i released another i released a cover of um heat waves by glass animals right and so that just that just dropped on spotify and all the all the streaming platforms so that's Very that's cool. out there now too and i'm working on a harry styles cover right now <laughs> nice. um, as it was i'm doing like kind of a more because that's kind of a I know, you know that song right oh um, yeah yeah have everybody knows that song. Avoid it at this point. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like it's a really fast song yeah um so i've kind of managed to take it into more of a down tempo um kind of place i really like taking songs that and i love these songs too um but but taking them kind of in a, a much more you know a different direction that's that's reflective of the kind of the style that i do sure and well, kind of putting a yeah. different spin on it that's my favorite part of a cover is like it's really easy to just make the same song over and over and over you know what i mean and like yeah people will enjoy that but at the same time taking a cover can be so special because you make it your own and you do your yeah. own thing with it and it shows off that it's like well this is a creative person that you know we have similar love for the same music but also he can do his own thing and that it stems them to listen to more of your original music yeah yeah exactly i'm looking forward to checking that out eventually when it when it releases awesome um i want to talk a little bit more about your originals though because okay it, yeah. It's tough. It's tough to ask this question because your music already experiments so much. But down the line, is there plans to do more experimentation, try new things, try new avenues, fit, you know, go into different genres? Like, what is the plan, or is there a plan? Yeah, there's. I mean, I'm. I actually, I have a bunch of different 
the original songs that are kind of, I would say, um, a bit on the back burner. Okay. And, um, <laughs> and <it>. so, <laughs> I mean, sure. or just I, ideas that I've kind of, I mean, the songs are written yeah. and now it's all about flushing out the, the production, you know, figuring out how I'm going to, how I'm going to produce it. Um, so I have a handful of songs and I've, I'm kind of, you know, at this point, I'm just trying to put out stuff on a regular basis, like every sure. six, six weeks or so. Cause I, I think that that's, you know, that's the really a good, that seems to be, you know, what, what's working for a lot of independent artists that aren't, you know, mega stars. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I, but I'm also, you know, kind of, I've been talking with different artists in the Bay area about doing some collaborations. Okay. Um, there's one, there's this, uh, artist in the East Bay called ill exotic. And I've okay. been, I did a show with them. I did kind of a, like a, like, it was called indie mixtape and it was a, like a bunch of, it's kind of like a songwriters in the round type show nice. and everybody had a chance to, you know, play a few different songs. So, and they, they do electronic stuff, but they also do some, some cool like rap and hip hop stuff. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of explore into, you know, people maybe yeah. doing some rapping on some songs and collaborating on different stuff like that. Totally. Well, you blur lines yeah. with the music that you make and you could kind of put yourself into any genre and make it work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying yeah. that music is hip hop, but at the same time with your instrumentals, you could have someone rap over your music and it would sound great. So it kind of yeah, gives you yeah. the opportunity for collaborations, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, uh, a little bit more on the process side of things and actually making this music. So you mentioned that use Ableton, which I have used it in the past and it's like speaking another language potentially one of the most yeah. difficult <laughs> one of the most difficult things to use if you have no idea what you're doing yeah. um, do you have any i guess like tips and tricks for someone that is just starting out um and decides to use ableton like what's what's the path to success with that program let's see that's a good that's a really good question like what what's something to start out i mean i guess it depends on like your like how trained you are in music or like okay. what you're like, cause there's different ways to go. I feel like there's different ways to go at producing music. And I mean, when I started, um, when I started writing music, it was on a very simple MIDI program, okay. like on my dad's, on my dad's like 486 computer back in like the, you know, the mid nineties or something. Sure, sure. So I started like programming MIDI music and having these, you know, cheesy sounding, you know, horns and violins. And I started, you know, I started on kind of like making classical band music. Okay. Um, but, th but then as I progressed through, you know, middle school and high school and started, you know, building my own computers and starting to use, started getting into software. Um, like I, I remember I got a program called Techno Music Maker and you literally just dragged like different samples and, and could like, you do very simple editing stuff. Sure, sure. So, I kind of have come to producing music from kind of two avenues. Like there's one avenue it's where it's like, okay, I'm playing chords, I'm writing chord changes, but then there's also like just using samples. And yeah. I try to, I try to fuse those two together in a way that, you know, I have, you know, I have an understanding of music theory and, of um, you know, to a certain extent, I'm not like a, an expert in music theory, but I understand it enough to be like, okay, I can write these chord changes. I can do this stuff. But I think it really, it depends on, cause anyone can make, you know, I, I see, I see like this, this side of using samples and manipulating samples. It's, it's an interesting side of music production. Cause 
you see people now making music that maybe don't have, you know, you know, classical or jazz training or didn't oh. take it in school or anything, but Such they can take a small percentage of people. People just try to <laughs> no, really, I, I, I think you're one of the very few that actually kind of know what they're doing as far as theory goes. I, I think a lot of people wing it or just watch YouTube videos and try to figure it out. Yeah. But I think, I mean, there's, there's a lot you can do in Ableton, you know, if you're, if you're feeling like, oh, I don't, you know, if, if someone's feeling like they want to get into production and they, you know, they don't, you know, they maybe don't know how to play keyboard very well or, mm. or they don't play an instrument or something. There's a lot you can do with just, you know, getting samples, putting them yeah. into Ableton and playing around with samples and manipulating the audio that way. It's pretty cool. Um, and there's always tons of tutorials that people can, you know, find on, on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great answer, truly, because I think a lot of people just kind of don't know what they're doing and they mess around and waste too much time. And it's like a YouTube video can help you. But at the same time, yeah. <laughs> like long term, you got to figure it out for yourself. So it's a bit complicated. Yeah. Um, I need to talk about your setup behind you because I can't stop looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> that was my plan. <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously looking at you, but I can't stop looking at it. So maybe an impossible question, but what is the most important piece behind you? Like, what is the thing that you just, you couldn't live without, I suppose? So, I mean, this is a good question because there, there's no simple answer, but yeah. I mean, of course my saxophone is like, yeah. the thing that, you know, honestly, people really, people connect with when I'm performing live. Yeah. This is my flute. This thing over here, um, this is in a, that in a Kai, this is in a Kai Iwi. So this is basically, you play it like a saxophone, but yeah. it's also a MIDI controller. So I can play virtual oh. synths and Ableton as a built-in synth. Um, and then I have it might be hard to see it, but this is a, you know, it's my keyboard and I have different triggers on that to do things. Yeah. Um, and this, this is kind of like a pedal board where all my, I'll, mostly my voc my vocals go through a lot of this stuff. Um, but the most, the one thing that I probably couldn't live with, um, without, I mean, is the chaos pad. That's this thing right here. Chaos um, pad. and this is like, but made by Korg and what it allows you to do, I actually have both my vocals and my sax going through this thing. There's um, kind of like an XY pad on the top and there's hundreds of different presets. And what it allows you to do is kind of manipulate, manipulate the sound that's going through it, putting different like delays or glitching. It also has four sample banks. So I can, I can basically sample myself and it's all synced with Ableton. So, you know, um, like whatever beats per yeah. minute is going on, that thing's completely synced. So I can do a very, you know, different lengths of, of loops um, sure. that are completely synced with Ableton. And then I can kind of remix those loops on the, on the fly too. So I could like put down a, a vocal sample or a sax sample and, um, and then kind of put some cool delay on it or glitch it sure. and then re-sample re that to something else. Um, and you could just do that infinitely pretty much just like kind of, it, it's pretty wild what you can do I, you could do yeah sounds like one I mean, big science experiment <laughs> and i've used these i've been using these this is my second chaos pad because my first one yeah i like played it into the ground literally yeah. um but that this thing you could i've literally done before i before this rendition of of soul glitch like i you know kind of tr tried to do stuff that was a little more 
I don't know. I've literally done shows with just this thing, doing like laying down oh, a beatbox okay. thing and then, um, you know, sampling with that. Um, but it, it, what it, one of the things that it allows me to do, because in my performance, I, I do as much seamless transitions between songs. Like I get to right. the end of the song and I'll, sometimes I'll end with like a vocal sample and then I can get Ableton to like maybe go, you know, you know, wait a minute or two and then go into the next song. I, you know, I have a bunch of yeah, triggers that, of course. you know, basically I hit a foot pedal and then that triggers the next scene in Ableton. Um, so while, you know, in between songs, I could do a lot of stuff with, with the chaos pad that yeah. kind of allows me to kind of seamlessly, almost like a DJ would kind totally. of go from one song to the other kind of in a, in a fun, unique way. It feels like the options are endless with that thing. I love oh it. yeah, it's yeah, so cool. definitely. <laughs> um, I I have a couple more for you. I want to okay. know, and I don't think there's a right answer here. There might be. Who is the single the single artist that's had the most profound effect on the music that you're making? Oh, that is that's that. Well. That's, that's the, that's the, one of the hardest questions I could be asked. Cause there's yeah. so many, there's, I have so many, well, I want to say, um, probably the, the person that got me, the one artist that probably got me into, cause you know, when I was growing up, I played like, kind of, I was in like band and played classical and jazz stuff. Sure. Um, sure. The, the, the saxophone player that has influenced me more than anyone is, uh, a man by the name of Michael Brecker. Okay. He was a pretty, a pretty famous, um, like jazz and funk saxophonist. Um, and he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal saxophone player. Um, but when, you know, when I got into high school, I started listening to, it was like the very beginning of like kind of internet radio. Okay. And, uh, I started listening to different kind of like different, like internet radio stations. And I came across the, uh, this artist known as BT. Okay. Uh, his, his name is Brandon. Brian, wait, Brian Transeu, I think that's his name, but his <laughs> artist name is BT, and he's he's actually a prolific producer. He's produced for you know a lot of he produced for a lot of pop artists in the right. um, like late '90s and the 2000s, like like Britney Spears and uh, wow. like NSYNC. Sure, sure. So, um, but he's also had like he's also just made tons of amazing electronic music that goes all over the place from you know trance drum and bass sure. he's he scored movies too so he's he's very much like one of those just very prolific producers that's just produced a lot of a lot of different amazing electronic music and he's done a lot of like kind of glitching out of stuff too that's sure. one of the things i like about his, his music there's just a lot of kind of cool audio manipulation nice i'll have to look him up that's a great yeah. great answer because i have no idea who that is but yeah <laughs> now i do um, my, my last question for you here is basically for the person that is going to discover you from this, what is an opening message that you'd like to say to them before they listen to your music for the first time? Before they listen to my music for the first time. Um, that's like, I'm not sure. What to, <laughs> I'm not sure. What to, I hope, I hope they enjoy, uh, something that's a bit out of the ordinary and, um, you know, takes them, hopefully takes them on a, an audio journey and, and while also can deliver like a, a message of positivity 
equality and um, self-reflection and self, uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, so a lot of my songs are also kind of about um, kind of wanting to, you know, you know just w wanting to live a better life for yourself too. That's Very a lot sure. of, w of what my message comes down to also. Nice. I think that's a great answer and I've heard them all. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, well, hey, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. Please let me plug your music for you once again here. Um, you guys missed it. The artist is Soul Glitch. The song is a need to stay, but I also urge you to check out the rest of his music because it's awesome. And I sincerely and personally enjoy listening to it. Um, and we will have the links in our articles so that you can listen and share and follow along and do all that fun stuff. It sounds like there's so much more on the way. If you're in the Bay Area, check out a show. And yeah, hey, thank you so much. This was great. Yeah, thank you so much, Austin. I had a really great time talking to you. You're very welcome. All right, hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Stay cool out there because it's brutal. Yeah, and, definitely. You too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for real. And uh, and I hope to speak soon. Awesome. Thank you so awesome. much, Austin. All right. Take care. All right. Bye bye. All right. Thanks. You too. Bye.